I see it like a train we have put on a track 70 years ago. It's going to derail. Do not slow it down now. A slowing down means producing and consuming less single-use plastic. Hello and welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast. I'm Andrea Fox, your host, and this is an environmental podcast with guests and eco-life hacks, where we delve into all environmental issues using the gateway issue of plastic, because frankly, all issues are linked. And hopefully this podcast is going to help us work out how the hell to get out of this mess. Last week's episode, we spoke to Anna Brightman, one of the founders of UpCircle, who use waste product like coffee granules and soon petals to make award-winning beauty products. If you haven't checked that out already, go back, make sure you don't miss that one. Now on to today's episode. We've spoken to plastic alternative innovators on this podcast before, but wouldn't it be great if there was a lovely space online to showcase these innovations? Heck, I don't know, maybe even an award. Well, Beyond Plastic is the brainchild of Ulrich Kraminski, an entrepreneur, engineer and inventor with a particular insight into the printing and packaging industry. And as well as showcasing plastic alternatives, they have their Beyond Plastic Awards with categories like Most Practical Impact, Most Innovative Approach and Most Beautiful Solution. And not only that, they've put all the innovations and solutions they've discovered into a beautiful book. Talking to me from his home in Frankfurt, Germany, here's Beyond Plastic founder, Ulrich Kraminski. Thank you so much for joining me on the Age of Plastic podcast. I'm so excited to talk about Beyond Plastic. And I suppose we should start off, if anyone's ever been to the website, beyondplastic.net, it says, so long plastic. So my first question for you is, do you think we'll ever truly be able to say so long goodbye to plastic? First, thanks a lot, Andrea, for inviting me to this podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. So, so long plastic. Um, Well, I think it will be a long farewell. Hmm. (laughs) However, Beyond Plastic's goal is not to eliminate plastic in total. Um, Plastic is a magnificent material, and we would not have today's civilization without it. But... I see it like a train we have put on a track 70 years ago and we let it run faster and faster and it's going to derail and cause much damage to us as humans and the world around us if we do not slow it down now. And slowing down means uh, producing and consuming less single-use plastic, which litters the world a lot. So... I propose to start applying smart materials, which can be reused or which degrade naturally. Mm, yeah. And let's use less in total. You're singing from the Age of Plastic podcast hymn sheet there, because I always say at the end of the podcast, it's a brilliant material. It's revolutionized lots of industries, especially medicine. But we have just become, as you say, actually, plastaholic as a society, can you explain this phrase that I learned from you, plastaholic? First of all, it should not be confused with pastaholics. Pastaholics <laughs> are people, great. <laughs> they are addicted to delicious pasta dishes. <laughs> all the Italians. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, plastaholism is a word we coined to describe our addiction with this magic material. Plastic is so cheap to produce and so convenient to use that we started overusing it. So we turned our society in a throwaway culture. But 
what we throw away does not really go away. It goes just somewhere else where it causes damage. And when we invented plastic, we did not know about these implications. But now we know, so now we have to act. So I think it's time to moderately withdraw from our plastoholic misuse and reconnect again responsibly with the materials around us. Yeah. And that's where Beyond Plastic comes in, because you have a showcase and also awards for innovations that take us away from plastic. So can you talk us through some recent winners, some nominees that have really stood out for you? Sure. Um, First of all, I want to explain what is Beyond Plastic about. Mm. It is a platform where we showcase the solutions which are out there. And the Beyond Plastic Award is a perfect stage to spotlight and celebrate these amazing initiatives. Uh, In the award, we have four categories. The most practical impact to reduce the use of plastic, the most innovative solution, the most beautiful, and the best initiative. And with the award, we encourage everybody who has an idea, concept, prototype, product, or initiative to show it to the world. The participants are students, researchers, startup entrepreneurs, journalists, artists, and activists. And our motto is, let us work together for a world with less plastic, and let us celebrate the excellence in eco-responsible product and packaging designs. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful ethos. And just to mention a few that I've seen uh, on beyondplastic.net at the moment, there's a material that looks like ceramic that's actually made from eggshell that could replace, you know, those plates that you might get that are Uh used once that can sometimes be made out of plastic. Um, There is a 20-year-old chemistry student Um, from Ireland who managed to work out a liquid polarity approach to get microplastics out of water. Not going to pretend that I understand that one. Um, (laughs) So yeah, there's there's definitely some exciting um, innovations in the showcase, in the awards that you have and Beyond Plastic Awards. What for you do you think has been the most exciting or the one with maybe the most real world scope to create our new envisioned world where we're not plastoholics anymore? Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm very impressed by the variety of solutions from all over the world and to see how passionate and competent people are about this topic. Um, we need variety because I do not think there's only one smart solution or one invention to be made to fight the plastic pollution problem. There is no silver bullet out there. So we embrace a holistic and multidisciplinary approach. It's a long journey, but I'm confident. We humans have created this problem so we can fix and have to fix it. So regarding which solutions impressed me most, uh, the most simple solutions. Mm. For example, um, there are projects um, where startups use the leftovers from food processing to create the packaging for the food around it. Basically, that's what nature shows us with protecting a fruit by its shell or skin. Yeah. It's very good to see that there's an amazing movement out there, especially among young people 
who are active in the area of creating biomaterials or creating beautiful eco-design objects. Yeah. And all of the ideas we saw uh, align with our 5R guideline rules, which we have set up at Beyond Plastic. The 5Rs mean refuse, reduce, reuse, repair, recycle. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> Correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. There is no one solution, is there? I think sometimes people think we have, in terms of energy maybe, we have to divest from fossil fuels and we should all go to this kind of energy. But there are so many different solutions and it's okay for there to be lots of different solutions to this very mm -hmm. difficult problem of, right. of yeah, climate and, change and, and plastic pollution. Right. And uh, one lesson I learned so far with Beyond Plastic is that uh, there are technical solutions out there already. So technically, we can make the change. And now the real challenge is the cultural change we have to make. So we just have to work on our behavior and our motivation and start acting. So, yeah, why do you think we've become so reliant on plastic? Technically, plastic is a material with incredible properties. It can be shaped in any form. It is lightweight, durable, and depending on the chemical modifications and additives, it can be transparent, can have any color, surface texture. It can be hard, soft, elastic. It is electrically and thermally isolating, chemically resistant, so really a magic material. Mm. And it is very long-lasting, which is its dilemma. Mm. And it is so cheap to produce because it is a byproduct of the petrochemical industry. And as long as we burn fuel from en for energy and moving around, we will have cheap plastic. Yeah. So with these preconditions of abundance, it became the playground for engineers and our consumer industry. Yeah. So interesting, isn't it? I hear that the fossil fuel industry think that plastic is going to be their next big growth market. So despite all the knowledge we have, it seems that they're still intent on pushing plastic on us. Talking of the fossil fuel industry there, do you think that there is a real interest in ending the production of plastic from producers? The real interest for the plastic producers is to make money mm. and to make more money. And this in a short-term perspective. This is our, how our economy works and our society works. So my guess is as long as there is no financial benefit in producing sustainable materials, there will be no real breakthrough. Right now, the real price of plastic, which should include the fixing of damage it makes as well, mm. is not taking into the calculation. Yeah. However, those companies who dare to think and act in long term and take sustainability really serious today can have a huge strategic advantage tomorrow. A short interlude in the podcast now to remind you that we can't all do this alone. If we want to divest from fossil fuels like plastic, we need everyone and all companies on board. So if you want to find out what the companies you use are up to when it comes to sustainability, but you don't know where to start, there's a handy form that you can download and use to email to any company. You'll find it on my website, iamandreafox.co.uk. Back to today's episode. It does feel like whatever the fossil fuel companies think, that's the future. 
That's where the real innovation is to be had, isn't it? And I wanted to ask you about your career before Beyond Plastic, because you were an engineer, an inventor and an entrepreneur. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you came to found Beyond Plastic? Sure. Um, I started mechanical engineering uh, a lot of years ago, and I'm in my mid-50s right now. And I'm an engineer by heart. I've worked a long time in the printing and packaging industry, and there, traditionally, paper and cardboard are used as, as materials. Yeah. So over the years, I saw more and more plastic used for the packaging, which in most cases I do not like for the environmental, but also for aesthetic reasons. Mm. So I started Beyond Plastic as an initiative to bring in my responsibility as an engineer and citizen. Yeah, it's an amazing turnaround. So was it that plastic that you saw every day, it just got to you in your work life and you thought there has to be a better way. This is infiltrating our world and our culture. Right. Um, and it's not that I'm condemning plastic in total. There are good reasons why we use this material today. But as I said before, we are overusing it in some areas and especially when it comes to single-use plastic. Yeah, completely. And not only do you have the awards and the showcase for Beyond Plastic, but So Long Plastic is also the name of a book that you've produced. So tell us about this book. Yes, uh, the book. It's a reference collection for eco-design. It shows a great number of impressive examples for eco-responsible products with the motto, let us start a material renaissance. The 160-page book is beautifully made, celebrating the art of bookmaking. And of course, we use sustainable materials <laughs> to manufacture it. Of course. <laughs> it's a very inspirational compendium and it's available on our website. Love that, yeah. I mean, is this a book that's aimed at everyone or did you have producers in mind who might be using plastic? Is this a book to tempt them to all of uh, the alternatives? It is aimed for everyone who is interested in, his, in this topic. Um, it's very inspirational uh, and it shows us the variety of ideas and solutions already out there. Hmm. I wanted to ask as well, um, how quickly do you think we can change the way we make things? Um, for example, the ideas in the showcase at the Beyond Plastic Awards, how quickly do you think that those innovations can be making a big real world difference? I think it's a very long run. Hmm. Um, the bad news is we don't have much time left because every day we produce more plastic and the problem gets bigger. But the good news is everything is already there. Generations of bright, bright minds have laid the foundations uh, of a rich culture and manufacturing and using eco-responsible materials. Yeah. So we just have to rediscover it, mingle it wisely with today's know-how and technology, and start a product and packaging renaissance. But it's like with every movement, a minority comes up with new ideas which first sound crazy or undoable, 
but these pioneers work to continue on these new solutions, even if they are not cost-effective in the beginning. Mm. But after a while, there's a chance they reach a tipping point. That's such a good point, yeah. It's such a good point. And um, I, I mean, you mentioned going back to basics, nature has it all figured out. And it does feel like we are going back to basics. The nature, often the way indigenous people have lived in areas for years using those materials. Um, yeah, it's it's hopefully an exciting future. And I think that's an important point, that point about the tipping point. Um, we spoke to Nopla, who make a cellophane style material out of seaweed and at the moment it's not as cheap as plastic but as Uh mentioned earlier we're not taking into account the detrimental effect to the environment and the cost of that when we think Uh about the cheapness of plastic so I think that's a really a really important point to make about that tipping point for the future um for anyone who's listening to this and maybe they're an inventor when do the Beyond Plastic Awards open for 2022 for plastic-free innovations? Uh, we do not know yet. Uh, we have right now a lot of other things on our agenda. And it might even be that we pause this year and continue next year. Um, but we have not decided on this yet. So just stay tuned. <laughs> if you've got any ideas you're working on, <laughs> keep working on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, Dorik, I just wanted to ask, we started saying this, plastic is a useful item. As you said, it's revolutionized the way we live, but non-single use has caused us more issues and we need to divest from it. But is there a non-single use plastic item in your life that you are really happy exists? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm surrounded by many plastic products as well <laughs> as Snap. anybody yeah. else. <laughs> Same. Um, and right now, I'm looking around my table, and there's a record player with vinyl records. So I love hearing music coming from black plastic discs. <laughs> Me too. I have said this to someone before, and I think they decided to refer to their record collection as carbon storage. Um, which I quite enjoy. (laughs) Um, And finally as well, uh, could you let me know your environmental hero? Who's really inspired you? So far, all people I met on my Beyond Plastic journey are heroes. (laughs) But to name one uh, who I was not able to meet because he lived a while ago, it is Ernst Friedrich Schumacher. He was an economist thinking out of the box. Back in the 1970s, he published a book called Small is Beautiful, in which he describes a concept for society and economy where we people live and act in balance with nature and its resources. I think we can learn a lot from his wise thoughts, how to change our behavior as individuals and as a society. And I think we have to make a shift from our thinking of pure quantitative growth to a culture of qualitative growth. Because we have to realize we are more than consumers. We are citizens with a responsibility to form a high culture. Yeah, that's such a good one. If only more people had listened to the message from his book instead of the message of GDP and what we have come 
to value our society on. That's such a lovely one. Thank you so much, Yorick. Thank you so much for speaking to me about Beyond Plastic and everything you're doing. It sounds fascinating. I can't wait to delve more into the So Long Plastic book and see what innovations and awards uh, come in the future. But for now, thank you so much for joining me on the Age of Plastic podcast. Thank you so much, Andrea, for having me on this podcast. Here's hoping that we get to say so long to plastic in the not-too-distant future to see Beyond Plastic award-winning innovations at beyondplastic.net. And a big thank you to Ulrich Kreminski, as I think I should say his name properly, but he said I was allowed to just do it in my pigeon English. Uh, thank you so much, Ulrich. If you are interested in plastic wrap that's edible and made from seaweed, that's not pla or plastic alternative that's made from a polymer created by tiny ocean bugs, that's New Light Technologies Air Carbon, you can listen to both those episodes with just one click. Hit the link in the show notes. On to our eco life hack today. Do you struggle to bin things? I struggle to throw things away. I feel very guilty if I can't find another life for something. And I was reading this article recently on The Good Trade by Henna Velez, and I'm just going to read you this quote from it. Sometimes the unfortunate reality is that things may be irreparably broken. It sounds like relationship advice, doesn't it? Or no longer useful, and that we do have to send items to landfills. But rather than be racked with guilt every time it happens, Andrea, sorry, we can be intentional about having things that we need to eventually throw away, consuming just what we need and repurposing what we don't. If you want to read more on that article of how to deal with the guilt of throwing things away, I've linked to it in the show notes. And that is your eco life hack for this week. As always, wash your hands, wash your recycling, because that's about the only rule that fits with all of the rules of every country's very varied recycling rules. And I will chat to you next time on the Age of Plastic podcast.